All right, y'all, we're down to number two in our countdown, and it contains one of my favorite subject matters, and that is cults. Y'all know how I love that. But there's not just one story in this one. There's a total of three different cults. So y'all go get a snack, and y'all have a listen. Good evening, and welcome to episode 102 of Mystery, Murder, and Mayhem. Now, last week, y'all, I got to apologize because I was unable to bring y'all a new episode because I was sick. And I mean, I was really sick. And I'm still not 100% sure what it was that I was sick with. Um, I At first, I thought it was just a stomach bug and it just kept going for days and days. And that turned into a week and a half. Um, and I still have some of the symptoms now that just won't go away. But I'm a lot better than I was this time last week. So, um, yeah, I do apologize for not bringing y'all a new episode. And we did a, a rewind last week. But anyway, so y'all, it's been a while since I've done an episode about cults. So guess what I'm going to be talking about tonight? If you guessed cults, you're right. Now, not just one cult. Most of the time it's just the one cult. But tonight I included like three. So, um, I'm just going to say right now, and I know you've heard me say it before, but y'all, I still just do not get how somebody can be so brainwashed by these ridiculous people that lead these cults. Their claims are just way out there. And, and to me, it's just hard to imagine how anybody could believe any of it. But anyway, they are. And if they didn't, we wouldn't have these to talk about. So, y'all, anyway, let's get started with tonight's episode. All right, y'all. So, we're going to start things off tonight with the love has one cult now you might remember way back when i did the weekend weird files on an episode of that in like i want to say april late april or early may of 2021 i talked about how a group of people had been arrested in colorado after a corpse had been found in a house that they were staying in well that corpse was the remains of their leader of that love has one cult and her name was amy carlson well her body had been wrapped in a sleeping bag and it had been adorned with christmas lights and there was glitter in the sockets of where her eyes had been why well police believe it was a shrine to her now carlson was also known by her followers as mother god and they believed that she could cure cancer and communicate with angels because she told them that she could and get this y'all she has also told them that she was the reincarnation of jesus okay and wait for it she's also the reincarnation of marilyn monroe i know but anyway, but actually all Carlson was capable of really doing was brainwashing those followers and stealing their money. Now, Carlson's group members believed that she was 19 billion years old. And despite that she was that many years old, 
They also believed that she was a child of Donald Trump's. Now, <laughs> it's just like the more I, I talk about like about this one particular person, like the crazier it gets, right? Well, another thing that they believed about her was that she existed on a higher level of consciousness than normal people. And that one day she would lead 144,000 people into the fifth dimension. Now, adding to her claims that she made her followers believe was that she had been reincarnated 534 times. And in one of those lives, she had been Jesus, and she remembers hanging on the cross. Well, not only was she Jesus and Marilyn Monroe in those past lives, she also told members that she had been Cleopatra and Joan of Arc. Now, this was all brought to light because of a welfare check that her family had called for. And apparently, also that brought all this about was that a former member tipped off the police that the group had been traveling with her recently deceased body in tow. Now, on April 28, 2021, deputies from the Sioux Watch, and I believe I'm pronouncing that right. I googled it just to make sure, but that's what it came up with. Sioux Watch County Sheriff's Department went to the home in Moffat, Colorado. And when those deputies searched the home and found Carlson's body, they ended up arresting seven people for abuse of a corpse and child abuse because there was also two little kids in the home at that time. Well, eventually, all of those charges would later be dropped. Now, shortly after her body was discovered, the group or cult followers, whatever, they released a statement on their Facebook page that said, quote, We thank everyone for their full surrender to the divine plan. Mom will give you the next step in your heart and every present moment you're there, momenters. The team are respectfully honoring the process law enforcement required, and we are grateful for their diligence in protecting humanity. Mom deeply loves our law enforcement officers as she does each and every one of her children. End quote. Now, her family believes that she was murdered, and they say that the case was, quote, swept under the rug when those charges were dropped. Now, Juan Castillo, he was one of the seven that was arrested, and he's believed to have helped run the cult along with Carlson. And he was also known as Father God. And it's believed that he took over control of the group after Carlson passed away. So, I guess you're probably wondering why those charges had even been dropped. Well, Suwatch County District Attorney Alonzo Payne told Dateline, back a couple years ago when all this happened, that it basically came down to not being able to prove guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. Now, to me, the weird thing is, or maybe weird is not quite the word that I'm looking for, but it stands out to me that, and this could be the reason that her family thinks that she was murdered, is that because on April the 16th of that year, 
people at that house called for an ambulance because they were saying that Carlson was having trouble breathing and that her eyes were rolling back into her head. But when the ambulance arrived, emergency medical personnel were told that Carlson wasn't even there. Now, I don't know if she had already passed away and they didn't want to deal with that. I don't, I really don't know because there's a lot of holes in that story, but, um, you know, I just guess that we'll never really know what happened in that time between April 16th and April 28th. But it has been said that Carlson wasn't one to like partake in like chemical medicine, like, you know, going to the pharmacy and getting something. And she wasn't too fond of formal medical help. And she relied more like on herbal stuff. So, you know, maybe that's why followers decided, you know, not to hand her over once the ambulance got there. I don't know. Now, even though they did forbid, you know, members using drugs and alcohol, it was widely known that Carlson herself treated her ailments with alcohol and marijuana. And apparently she relied on them heavily because in her, in most of her um, daily live streams that she would do, she appeared to be drunk and high. Well, in December of the same year, you know, after she had passed away, an autopsy was carried out and it was found that her death was likely from an elevated presence of colloidal, colloidal silver in her liver, anorexia, and heavy alcohol use. Now, since she passed away, there's been a lot of abuse allegations that have came to light too. Now, former followers have said that they were allowed only five hours of sleep each night and they were expected to wait on her hand and foot throughout the day. And there's also video proof that she's abused animals, children, and adults alike. And in one such video, she has been seen, and I haven't seen this video, but she has been seen screaming at an adult who brought her something that she didn't want for dinner. Apparently, she wanted chicken parmesan, I believe, and they brought her meatballs. She was upset about that and was screaming at them. Now, this cult, they didn't just break up, go their own ways after Carlson died. No, they're still thriving with a Facebook page and a YouTube channel. And just so that you know, yes, I did go snooping on YouTube to see if I could find that channel. And no, I didn't. But anyway, maybe I just didn't word it right. And then I did read too later that um, they had changed the name of the cult. So maybe that's why I couldn't find it. But anyway, if you look on YouTube, there is police um, body cam footage from when they were doing that welfare check-in. They discovered Carlson's body. Now... Carlson's family says that um, she started this cult in her 30s after she quit her job at McDonald's and she had just gone through her third divorce. So I guess she decided to form this group of people. But anyway, that was when she was in her 30s and she passed away when she was 45 years old. All right, y'all. So have y'all seen this series that I think it came out last year on Hulu called Under the Banner of Heaven. Well, like I said, it's on Hulu, but did you know that it's actually based on a true story? Now, the story is based on 
is the murder of a woman named Brenda Wright Lafferty and her baby daughter. Well, Brenda was found dead by her husband, Alan, on the night of July 24, 1984, in their Provo, Utah home. Now, her throat had been slashed, and before that, she had been choked with the cord from a vacuum cleaner. Their 15-month-old daughter had also been killed in that attack. Well, long story short, it was found that she had been killed by two of her husband's brothers. So, yeah, her, her brother-in-laws, um, their, name is, or their names are Dan and Ron Lafferty. But why on earth would they want to kill their sister-in-law and especially their little baby niece? Well, y'all, it seems that Ron and Dan were members of a small extreme sect of the Mormon church called the School of Prophets. Now, both had been excommunicated from the LDS church because of their fundamental views, and one of those views was polygamy. Well, after they were excommunicated, they became even more radical with their beliefs, and somehow they were able to convince their other brothers that they were the true leaders of the church, and they were also able to speak directly to God. Well, they even convinced those brothers to let their hair and their beards grow out so that they looked like true biblical prophets. Well, Brenda wasn't happy about this situation, and she was able to stop Alan from joining their school of prophets, or of the prophets. But now, as you can imagine, Dan and Ron, they weren't happy about this at all. And Ron said that he received a divine message from God telling him to kill Brenda and the little baby girl. Now, not only was he upset that she had prevented Alan from joining them, but he was convinced that Brenda was the reason that his own wife, Diana, had left him after he suggested that he take a second wife. Now, when Diana left him, um, Ron repeatedly went into these spells of this crazy madness and he'd spend hours upon hours writing what he thought would someday become scripture then in march of 1984 he wrote what they call now the removal revelation and in that he wrote that brenda and the little baby girl were obstacles in his path and they had to quote be quote removed in rapid succession well after writing that he decided to share it with other members of the School of the Prophets. And it scared them. So they had Ron and Dan removed from that group. But, you know, that didn't stop them from carrying out their, their plan. Because four months later, they killed Brenda and the little baby girl. Now, in 1985, the two men went on trial separately. And they were convicted of their crimes. Ron was sentenced to death. But at first it was overturned and then it, the death penalty was reinstated for Ron. But before he could face the firing squad, he died of natural causes in 2019 at the age of 78. Now, Dan received two life sentences to be served concurrently without the possibility of parole. And he is still serving that sentence in a Utah state, um, state prison. And to this day, he has not shown one little ounce of remorse for those murders. And 
he claims that the murders were justified because of his beliefs. Y'all, I mean, you have to be pretty sick to justify killing innocent people because of your twisted beliefs. That will never, ever, ever make sense to me at all. Now, you know, like I said, Carlson had made her followers believe that she was the 19 billion year old reincarnation of Jesus and Marilyn Monroe. But this next cult leader that I'm going to talk about, he made his followers believe that he was a thousand year old angel who needed to have sex with young girls to stay alive. Now, the cult that I'm talking about is Angels Landon, and its leader is Daniel Perez. Now, Perez led this cult for over a decade. Not only did he tell his followers that he needed to have sex with young girls in order to stay alive, like many other cult leaders that we've talked about, he told his followers that he could cure diseases and that he could see into the future, including seeing when someone would die. Remember that because it's important later. Well, Perez and his his followers, they lived in a commune that was on a house on 20 acres of land in Wichita, Kansas. But before they settled there, they had kind of traveled around through different states. And then they finally settled there in Wichita, Kansas. Now, you have to wonder how most of these cults function because most of the members of cults, they don't work. But this cult they was thriving because they were living off of the funds from members' life insurance policies. And yes, those members had passed and made Perez their beneficiary, but it's not exactly as simple as that. Apparently, Perez was killing his members, and he was promising to bring them back to life. Yep, you heard me right. One of those members or followers was a 26-year-old woman named Patricia Hughes. And then a year later, Hughes' husband, Brian, he died in an odd accident at an auto body shop. Well, both of those deaths had been predicted by Perez. Now, originally, Patricia's death was ruled an accidental drowning. But soon, police received information from a witness that would make them rethink the case, and soon Perez was charged with her murder, or with her death, with prosecutors claiming that he forcibly drowned her to collect from the life insurance. Now, Perez pleaded not guilty to that charge, and in the end, he was charged with 28 crimes, including first-degree murder, rape, aggravated assault, and sexual exploitation of a minor. Now, this man was one sick ticket, and I'm going to go further into those charges in a minute. Now, several years after he was convicted, one of his former followers spoke with Fox News, and she said that in the beginning, Perez seemed like this really innocent, caring, charismatic man. Now, this former member, her name was is Sarah McGrath, and she was only 17 years old when her family joined Perez's commune. Now, McGrath's mom had sold Perez a home. Now, I don't know if it's the home on that 20 acres or a different home because I couldn't find anything to say either way. But anyway, she sold him that house. And, you know, during their, you know, working on getting this house, he convinced her to move onto that commune with her two daughters. Well, 
Sarah said that in the beginning, everyone living in the commune was close and they just all got along very well. But it wouldn't be long until all of that took a dark turn. Now, McGrath said that she read the journal that her mom had kept in those early days of living there on that commune. And she had mentioned feeling a need to um, protect Perez. Now, he also went by the name of Lou Castro. So sometimes he was named as Lou in that journal. And other times it was, you know, he went by the Perez name. Well, along with appearing innocent, she also said that Perez seemed wise, and that's probably why so many people trusted and believed in him. But in the end, he was none of the above. Now, remember how I said that he told his followers that he needed to have sex with the young girls to stay alive? Those young girls ranged in age between 8 and 16. And at one point, Sarah McGrath was one of his, his victims. But they were all too afraid to, like, speak out against him. And when he first started raping or sexually assaulting her, um, he would tell her that he was trying to fix her. But, you know, deep down she knew that what he was doing was very, very wrong. Now, not only had the Hughes couple died suspicious death, but so had Sarah's mom. Um, she was killed in a suspicious car accident. But the thing is, is investigators lacked the evidence to prove that Perez was even involved in that. Well, according to the Columbia Daily Herald, Perez was found guilty of one count of first-degree murder, one count of sexual exploitation of a child, three counts of aggravated assault, seven counts of aggravated sodomy, eight counts of rape, and eight counts of making false statements. And he was sentenced to two life sentences for those charges. And he won't be eligible for parole until 2095. So, let's just say he's probably not ever going to step foot outside that prison again. Now, y'all, I have said it so many times, but it's just amazing to me what people will believe, what they will fall for. To most of us, these leaders, they, their claims are just preposterous. But I guess these leaders just have this vibe or this energy about them that people are drawn to and they can convince them of anything. Um, I don't get that. I like to think that I am too hard-headed for that. Um, I've never been in that situation and hopefully never will. But I just can't imagine falling for what these people tell them and just up and leaving everything behind and living in these communes with them. I don't know. I just don't get it. Um, I know y'all tired of hearing me say that, but it's true. I just don't get it. Um, but yeah. Well, y'all, that's all I have for tonight's episode. I want you to be sure and check out the links that are in tonight's episode description and come give me a follow on social media. Now I'll be back with a new episode next week and I'll be back before that if there's any kind of breaking news. Um, going back to following on social media, especially my TikTok, because there's a lot that I put on there, like these little small breaking news stories that I put on there that I don't come to an episode about. So you're going to want to copy me or, or follow me on that. And that, you know, my name and everything. 
all of that is in this this episode description but anyway y'all have a good week and i'll talk to y'all next week